Welcome to another edition of the Stoutcast Podcast, your friendly beer-guzzling connoisseur, Bob Moffat, amongst friends, Dan Scott, the founder of Sacramento Beer Week, and Mike Mraz, founder of Mraz Brewing Company. What do we have going on here today? We have our strong beer day today for Sacramento Beer Week, of all things. So we pretty much pulled out all the stops and uh, brought in some of the big beers we had for the day. Okay. It happens to be our anniversary. It's the one-year anniversary of the Stoutcast. It happens to be the... 10th anniversary of Sacramento Beer Week. So, happy anniversary. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. This is where you say happy anniversary back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And congratulations on one year. Well, thank you. It's a good thing to have. Oh, well, we tried. All right. So, we got three just luscious looking things here in front of us. Tell me about the first one. Uh, the first one is just a 7% uh, American stout um, called Creatures of the Night. It's a collaboration we did with a Night Monster Brewing Company down in Fresno. Uh, so, it's we didn't want to do any adjuncts. We just wanted to make a nice clean 7%. Nice roasty, easy drinking, seven percent stout. So, oh, okay, this is what's what in? We got. Malt. That's it. No adjuncts. <laughs> a normal American stout. I know that's kind of a boring a, conversation. Huh? It's a bit rare these days. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, the can is uh, it's black with a silver skull and glowing red lights coming out of the middle of it. Um, Sixteen fluid ounce, seven percent alcohol by volume. And on the back, basically, it says keep refrigerated. So it is as simple as... as you <laughs> yeah, you can get. So All right. For so, all right. Where is one? All right. Grain bill's pretty simple. It's, you know, just some roasted barley, a little bit of Crystal 60 um, for some mouthfeel and two-row. It's just a great straightforward style, which... It, it's strange. These are uh, rarer and rarer beers to find these days, uh, considering the number of stouts that are on the market that have other things. <laughs> um, that there's not not a lot of people selling these. It's a refreshing, uh, refreshing throwback. It's why great. do you, Why do you think a lot of people aren't selling them? The, the popularity of just uh, adjunct stouts and funny stouts and barrel-aged stouts and all of the, the different things that you do in order to build on a simple great stout and then change it into something else and build flavors on it, that's, that's kind of the hot thing these days. One of the, one of the big hot beers has been for years. It's, it's really clean. Um, it's got a little bitterness at the end, but it's, it's nice. It, I mean, it's pretty light for 7%, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we, I don't didn't want to build a lot of cloying sugar because you just still wanted to be easy drinking. So we, you know, made the malt bill to have a nice balance between the bitterness, and so it still will age a little bit. So some of that bitterness will fall away just a little bit, and it still will finish. Just I just want something you can drink. You know, some of those things are so big as we'll get into some of the bigger beers we've done. Um, just you know, we need something that we can drink sometimes. Did you ever build anything off of this? No, this is the first time we've done this beer, so we didn't haven't really barrel aged it. We haven't had any adjuncts to it, so it's just it is just what it is, in, just all by itself. Okay. How many years have you been doing this? Uh, six years. We've been open. We just had our six year anniversary. And how did you get started? That's why you say happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, just like everybody else, I've been really interested in beer, and um, you know, did some home brewing, won some awards, and kind of moved, kept moving up. The decided to open a brewery. So um, Mike was one of those home brewers that a lot of people were asking him over and over, so when are you going to open your brewery? When are you going to open your brewery? When are you going to open your brewery? Uh, and that went on for a while. Um, so there was definitely a lot of expectation for this to be a great place. And 
I think it is. Were there a lot of people asking you, when are you going to start Sacramento Beer Week? When are you going to start Sacramento Beer Week? <laughs> no, there were very little conversations about that going on back then. Uh, when when Sac Beer Week started 10 years ago, we were one of the first in the nation. Like, I think Philadelphia Beer Week was really the, uh, the, the groundbreaker on that one. I think this might be their 11th year. And they were the first major market in order to say, we're going to do this. And so we followed, and San Francisco uh, followed closely behind. And you were probably pouring uh, clear IPAs and non-adjunct stouts too, right? <laughs> right. Ten years ago? What's your normal beers? <laughs> <laughs> All right, time to rate it. Uh, excellent, very good, good, fair, poor, wouldn't feed it to the cat. Uh, Cold War and... Slightly uh, above cat, I could tell yeah. just by the look on your face. Slightly, but no, definitely excellent. The roastiness on this beer is really the storyteller here, where this is just good quality roasted malt just coming through. Um, the color in the head and the body on it's beautiful. I mean, this is clearly a really well-made beer. What do you think? When you think of when the non-stout drinker thinks of a stout, this is what they ought to think of as far as just a, a, your base stout before, like Mike said, yeah. before you jump off into into whatever pastry or mm. peanut butter or whatever. This is this is where it starts, and it's it's. It's, it's really kind of cool to go back to find something because it's always like, it's the, okay, what's the next new thing we can add to it? Right. It's been a long time since I had something that was that was pretty damn simple. Right. So I, uh, simple is simple's good. Yeah, if, if somebody I, wanted to say, hey, what, what's an American stout taste like? You could hand them this and answer that question. What makes it an, Eng uh, an American stout over like, compared to a, like a dry Irish? What's different about it? Well, it's a little more alcohol, so it's and it's got a little more body. I think dry ice is dry Irish is a little bit lower in, in ABV and just I, I would say maybe even a little bit more roast to give it some mm -hmm. some character. But yeah, so I just try to build a I don't know, a balanced stout as much as I could, but you know, yet still keep it a little bit uh, a little drier so we can you can finish the pint. It's kind of the idea. Yeah, I you know we always try to give extra credit for for brewers who like strive for something and then nail it. And I think you nailed it. It's really drinkable. I really like it. I we we don't always give excellence to people just because they're standing there and they made the beer. But um, yeah, I can't really think of anything that's wrong with it. So I'm gonna give it an excellent. Thank you so, very much. Nicely done. All Thank right, you. we got we got next one. Now it's not tiramisu. It's tearing my suit. But if you say it as fast as Dan does, then it's tiramisu. <laughs> All right, tell me about this one. Okay, this beer we brewed for our anniversary. We did six collaborations with six local breweries, and we did since, you know, one of the best stout makers in anywhere in this region is probably 50-50. So we did the collaboration with 50-50, um, and we decided to do a pastry stout. Uh, Episode number 17. Sorry. <laughs> so we did uh, a pastry stout, and we're like, we decided that it'd be fun to do one around some dessert, and tearing my suit kind of came in that uh, that little uh, wheelhouse, and it just seemed to work out pretty well. So what's in it? Um, there's so it's um, we back sweetened it a little bit of maltose dextrin to kind of give it some of that big body, and it, it finishes quite sweet obviously like pastry stout should but we used to give it that little bit of candy character and flavor we use a lot of special B which is a Belgian dark malt to kind of use in like get a little plum raisin and fig character 
instead of using a, an American, um, or not, well, more like an English malt that most people use, we decided to use that malt. Is for, it comes through a little bit, but what that gave us the opportunity to do is not add a bunch of other adjuncts to try and mimic some of those fruit candy flavors that go with it. We did add vanilla, and we did add a little bit of chocolate and a little bit of coffee to give it that dessert feel, but not too much. Yeah. What do you think? Um, when he says not too much, like this is this is subtle. Like you could make a beer that tastes like a tiramisu cake is kicking you in the head, and this is not that at all. You know, it's very easy to make pastry stouts that way that are overwhelming and cloying, and this is. This is nice. I actually had this at the anniversary about a month ago, and I think I think this beer has calmed down a little bit as well, and it's it's starting to come together even more. What about you? Well, I was expecting a lot sweeter, and it's a, so it's right. so it's it is quite a bit more bitter than I was expecting. Which mm -hmm. now that I kind of know what the intent was, I got to go back right. and gay. Okay, again, what was the intent? A little um, bit of bitter chocolate, a little bit of coffee. Yeah, and also there's that whole that's the, there's the first taste, and then the second, and the third, and when you really when your tongue really gets used to it, it's um, I really like it, and then it but then it kind of goes down like this kind of bitter rabbit hole. What's the what's the bitterness at the end, and was it intentional? I think a little of that comes from the coffee too. Coffee kind of inserts a little bit of bitterness, so that came through. Um, we, I think the hopping rates weren't that extreme for um, a pastry stout, so it had finished right around where we wanted it to finish at. So, um, so it's if you really want to know, it's pretty much ten plato what they finish at. So yeah, that's quite quite sweet. Um, so I think maybe some of the, the chocolate notes and some of the uh, coffee comes through. Is does it bring some of that dessert character through? Because there's not a lot of roasted barley in this 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 one. I'm not getting a lot of barley. I get I get some of the vanilla. I'm not crazy about vanilla, but so it's I like that it's that it's offset with other flavors. Um, it does end a little bitter. Yeah, for me, I think that me. ending flavor is the coffee. That's um, what I get. But it's also it's one of those where like okay, well, how's the best way to get rid of the aftertaste? Well, it's to have another one, have and, another. and then that's. <laughs> but if you um, depending on the size of this, so this is a an eleven. 11 and a half. I was close. I was really close. Do you know how close I was? I, was, I mean, I was you were right there. God, so you were close. half off. Um, as far as like what you were, what you were anticipating, what you got, and just how much you like it. Again, excellent. Very good. Good. Fair. Poor. Cat. This is a beer I'd give a good to. Uh, I like it. It's not my thing. Um, as far as a lot of the pastry stouts. A lot of them are just layers and layers and layers and layers of different flavors, and that's not always the best thing in my book, for me. Um, as far as just overall though, like if you wanted to say this is a tiramisu, I would expect a little bit more creaminess maybe um, from that top layer of, of a tiramisu. Uh, I think that that's what it would be missing from the concept, but you definitely get that, that espresso roast in it, uh, for sure. I, I I agree. I, I like parts of it a lot, yeah. but the end of it's just it's really it's it's pretty darn bad. That said, it's still pretty darn good. Yeah. I mean, it's still and it's and it's and it's fun to explore. So I I'd, I'd be slightly more um, generous than you just because yeah. that's my nature. 
I'm a giver at heart. <laughs> uh, I would go. I would probably go good to very good. good to very good. All uh, right. But is it is it possible that it's almost miscategorized, uh, or are we expecting it by? Are we calling it a pastry stout? We shouldn't be. It is. If you're going to take 10 pastry stouts that are on the market right now and put this up next to them, this is much more of along a coffee stout. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't have that big, creamy body that you get in a lot of them, or like the sweet dessert uh, cloyingness that you get in a lot of them. Um, so yeah, you could even just say this is like kind of a vanilla, a coffee vanilla stout. But again, on the on the board it says imperial. It doesn't say pastry. Oh, it's imperial. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you know, I think it's fun. I think yeah. it's fun. I think it's cool that you. I think it's cool what you tried. Um, would you think? I mean, what would you? Would you? Would you ever tell people that it's a pastry stout, or would you, or a coffee stout, or would you say was is imperial more a correct description? Of it? Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a little sweeter, a little more of that. There's no lactose in it, but I think if you added that and you know maybe back sweeten it a little bit more to give it um, that more dessertish kind of character, um, that would probably make it a little bit more fuller. I agree, but uh, it's still still turned out good. But yeah, could could it be improved upon? Probably a little bit. I, you know what? I think it's neat. I think it's fun. I I, I think it's cool that what you created. Uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a notch above. I'm gonna go good to very good. Nice. We, we did buy some uh, tiramisu uh, adjunct the flavoring that you, and. I didn't like it. We did, we did a test batch of it. It just tasted too artificial, so we decided against that because I didn't want to take away from the beer. And so it, it could use a little more of that dessertish kind of character. And I think that's, I don't know how to quite build that in there without adding some sort of artificial flavor. And I didn't want to do that. So, now, tiramisu, uh, traditionally rum soaked lady fingers, right? There's, there's some sort of liqueur soaked one in it in the background i almost let get that i don't know if it's my imagination or not did you have any sort of liqueur in this to uh try and get that nature you know the the, the liqueur soaked lady fingers just like or is that just the booze itself from the beer just for the booze we yeah. did put, we did put lady fingers in the mash is kind of a joke okay, okay. yeah yeah so I, I obviously didn't come through so i, I think it's cool i yeah. think it's i think it's really cool so you know, I'm gonna and I'm gonna let it sit for a little bit. Just to, by the way, just to give you a, a picture of what's going on here, we've got barrels, we've got stools picked up, we've got Lauren who's coming up, who's whispering in her ear. He's the manager. Tell us what's going on. We've got bottles over on the far side. We got, we got, we got people lined up. I mean, he's taking credit cards. I mean, this is a full service operation. Well, it is beer week. Hands are full this this week. All right, all right. So, what's number three? Oh, by the way, I'm going to let this sit for a little bit and see what Absolutely. it tastes like as it, let it warms. Warm up. See what it tastes like as it warms because it's, it's starting to grow on me. All right, what's number three? Oh, boy. Okay, number three is... You can pour while you talk. I could. Yeah, hold hold I've on. Got, I've, I have long arms. Well, I was going to mix our Imperial rum beer with Tiramisu to see if I can get those rum characters uh -oh. into that beer. Okay. So we'll come back to that at the end and see a special if, field blend. If, if that turned out. Absolutely. But the next beer is one that I had in my head for over five years. Um, I just wanted a really big American stout. Um, it was just that we wanted to use American hops, American whiskey barrels. And the Russians had nothing to do with it, so we're just gonna—we're gonna make this big stout. 
And so I just heard Nancy Pelosi like watch an investigation. Rolling in her grave. Russians, Russians. Yeah, yeah. So, which is funny. I. The idea with concept came in five years ago, which is well before this the Trump problems and all the other joke that's going on. But um, so that's 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 kind of the base idea with the beer, and we just didn't have the tank time or barrel time to make the beer happen. So um, we right. we finally got to get it done. Um, it's been in uh, a local distillery's uh, barrels for over a year, so we just pulled it out uh, probably less than a month ago and bottled it. So this is what it is. This is non-adjunct, straight up American stout, 14%. Um, and just tell me what you think. Okay. All right. You take his order, and we'll sample. That smells beautiful. Woo! Yeah. There's no doubt what. Oh. There's no doubt what kind of stout. The this nose is. on this is crazy. This is it's it's just bourbon and roast and sweetness and ah. Uh. Like, I, I haven't even tasted it yet. I'm just smelling it for the last minute. <laughs> There's some on his shoe. There's some on his pants. It's, <laughs> it's all over. It's, it's dripping off over. his beard. It's it, it may not ever make it into his mouth. Oh, no, now it did. Now it did. Now, leaning back, head towards the sky. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's, that's, a good, that's a good place to start. Oh, wow is a good place to start. That has really strong bourbon notes. The whiskey on that is just, but not hot. No, it's not no, hot yeah. at all. That's a thing. Right. The flavor is just there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, this one, um, I've had quite a few as evening sippers, and it it just gets so much better. I'm yeah. really excited how this beer turned out. And like while you're aging this in the barrels, you have to taste it, const like over the last year. Yeah, we so we did four barrels of this. Okay. Um, last beer week so it's been over a year so six months we pulled it out and then a year we pulled it out for the anniversary and then the final barrel was the one we bottled which was over a year um, so it's we got to see how it kind of progressed and it's just turned out magnificent what what are your thoughts as far as having the actual characteristics and drinkability of the hard alcohol come through as you're drinking the stout because I'm getting like that, I'm getting that that like upper level uh, chest thing, <laughs> like a shot of right, a little, like like a little heat, little heat. Well, I mean it's 14%, so it is a, a big beer, but it's smooth. I mean, I I couldn't fix anything in it. I don't think I could do anything to the I'm beer. Not, I mean, I'm not sure if you ever need to fix anything in this beer. No, I mean, as brewers, we say, okay, how can I make it better? Do, right. we, do, do we need to change things? Do I need to do things? And I, I just as I've had it throughout its transition, and I think it's just the way it is. It's, it turned out really good. Yeah. And then, Your thoughts, sir? Uh, then the vanilla in it as well that you're just getting out of the barrel. Yeah, yeah, there's no adjuncts in this. Yeah. yeah other than the bourbon barrel yeah, itself. Yeah, there's no vanilla added to this beer, yet you are getting so much, like, rich, sweet, creamy vanilla out of it as well. Where does the, where does the creaminess and the sweetness come from? Some, some of the sweetness is obviously the alcohol sweetness, but all those notes are just the barrel, you know, and the beer is, as it matures and ages and oxidizes just that little bit, just kind of builds on those notes. What was it soaking in? What, would it be in the barrels? Yeah. The, the, the bourbon barrels? Yeah, just, just local distillery we have. Okay, what, who? What, Oh, 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 like which type? Dry Dickens is our uh, distillery. It's literally up the road, 15 minutes away. And they do some amazing um, bourbons and ryes and whiskeys. So, yeah. 
Yep. So the gold standard, I mean, really is 50-50. I mean, as far as, I mean, they just won the Brewer of the Year in part for this, and you worked with them, and you know their product well. This is, I mean, I like this a lot. I like it on on par with yeah. With what with what they produce, of course they produce twenty seven different kinds, so it's kind of hard to keep track. But I mean, this is this is nice. They're, I think there is it. Uh, totality is about nine or nine and a half percent yeah, base right beer. So yeah, we've decided to make this one obviously a little bit bigger. Uh, so it, you know there is that that goes along with it to kind of step step it up versus some of theirs. It's a lot creamier than I expected. Uh, it's got a, it's got certainly a booze characteristic to it. I'm getting like I mentioned that sort of upper chest thing. A little, a little <laughs> yeah, happy when, feeling. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, and then it kind of it kind of finishes like you would expect, um, but it's not it's not everlasting and it's not bitter at the end. It's just a little so it's kind of a little sweet and a little boozy. Yeah, I like the, it. There's I, no like aftertaste that's like sticking with you in a bad way. It's just lovely. So, for for what it is, for what's promised, I I can't go below very good, and it might even be an excellent. What do you think? Yeah, uh, this is one of my favorite styles of beer. Is the Bourbon Barrel Age American Imperial Stout, and there's some amazing ones made throughout the country, and this is right there with them. Like my gold standard for this is uh, Parabola from Firestone Walker, and this is. Yeah, you could put them side by side, and I can't. I couldn't even tell you which one I like better. Probably, this is a fantastic beer. So I would say that's probably a vote for excellent. Yeah. And then, cheers. And then, what is this? Okay, so this is we're gonna go back to the tiramisu okay. beer, the tear in my suit. We also right now. This is bonus coverage. You're gonna have to pay extra for this, folks. So since we're beer week, it's strong beer day for us here at Mirage. We have. Um, Imperial Amber, we brewed about 9%. Um, think of a barley wine, but way lower residual sugar, so it has this nice firm bitterness um, and drinkability. But then we age it in rum barrels, so we blended with a little bit of the tiramisu beer to give you that rum character that you asked for. So let me know if, okay. if it's there now. That's so it's the, the rum amber tiramisu or Terran Amber's rum suit. Terran Amber's rum suit, yeah. yes. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, that is like super. Yeah, that's like a super mix of lots of goodness. That's a lot of flavor going on right there. Oh, sure. I think you get a little bit of the barrel though. That probably takes away from the dessert character side of it. But other than that, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, and I like the rum addition to it. Yeah. That's nice. So are we are we gonna make this a thing? Do a hand blend? No, probably not. The rum the rum beer was kind of a one off. Um, it's you know rum barrels aren't easy to get. Uh, they're expensive and so they always seem to leak. So we always seem to lose half of our. So we buy four. We always seem to get two good barrels out of it. So it gets expensive and. Those are labors of love. We, we might do it again at some time in the future, but uh, this, it's always something. Well, it certainly is an interesting concoction. If you can try to figure out a way to make this into a thing, I think people might drink it. So um, I just wanted to ask, what, so what's the, next, what's the next 10 years look like for Sacramento Beer Week? Wow. Uh, I think the next 10 years of the Sacramento beer scene in general is... It's going to continue to be where we are going, which is growth. Um, we have a ton of new breweries that have opened up recently. Uh, a lot of our established breweries, like Mike's here, are 
making better and bigger beers. Um, I'm enthusiastic and optimistic. Uh, as far as Beer Week goes, it's just one week a year. You know, we're, we're doing a lot of great events, and it's a great way to draw attention to the Sacramento beer scene and possibly for people to come from out of town and uh, check us out. But I think one of the goals when Sacramento Beer Week started was to take events that we would do during this week and they could be year-round. And that's where we are now. You can go to a beer dinner next month. You can go to a big, uh, strong beer fest like here. Uh, people will be doing this in a couple of months. Uh, it's not tied to the specific week anymore. And I think that's the biggest victory, is really watching the scene grow and take hold um, 365. And Mike, what's next for Mirage in the next six years? It's more of the same. Just keep making good beer. We, we kind of grow organically as we need to grow, and uh, we'll continue to do that. I think you know, I enjoy making beer. I enjoy, as a business owner, some of the things that you don't expect is the friends and camaraderie you get from you know the people that come into your establishment. And I think that's what's great about the beer community, too. So not just the people, my customers, but other people's customers and even other brewers. And so those are friendships that I didn't have before I started this industry, in which I really enjoy and I cherish those too. And I think this, I mean, we've seen it in other industries and in other cities for the beer, but Sacramento is just now starting to mature. I think we're gonna start seeing some personalities of the breweries and maybe some theme breweries start showing up. And I think that's good. I think the warehouse industrial kind of thing is kind of moving away. And I think the customer's expecting more, which is good. Uh, you know, we want an experience, you know, we work hard for our money and we want to spend our money well. So I think we're starting to see that in some of the breweries that are opening up and I think it's good for Sacramento. We went back through the terror in me suit. If it was an Irish stout, it would be terror in me suit. Hi, hi, Faith Magora. So we went back to the terror in me suit and, and tried that uh, as it's warm. And the the aftertaste component almost completely disappeared. It, it drops off. Yeah, Every, it gets really smooth and creamy there. So I, that's one of those. If you let if you let that warm up a little bit, that's that bumps up from very from very good to or from good to very good to very good to excellent. That's really that's that's really phenomenal. And that's my number one helpful hint to listeners of a stout podcast is know what temperature your beer is optimal at because so many of these stronger imperial stouts you know if you're getting them straight off the line there and you're getting them cold they're going to taste completely different in 20 minutes once they warm up a little bit open up a bit um that's, but sometimes they're better cold yeah it depends on which beer it is so, but uh but so a lot two. of them yeah have two take buy two chug one cold and let the other one warm up. There we go. Helpful hint. All right. That's Dan Scott, founder of Sacramento Beer Week. He's Mike Moraz, founder of Moraz Brewing Company. And this, of course, is the Stoutcast. Thank you so much for joining us again. We'll catch you next time.